You're listening to Life and Health Matters with Dr. Shakib, and this is your host, Momak Shakib. This episode has to do with a research study that I came across that is applicable to our recent lifestyle of basically working from home and certainly sitting more than usual in places that are not um, necessarily uh, compatible with the work environment we're used to. And then I go beyond the research end result and explain to you what that means beyond what the disc height means. So I invite you to pay attention to uh, the, the podcast and not get distracted by a little bit of anatomy lesson that I had to give you just so you had a better understanding of what we were talking about. Uh, I hope that you find it valuable and more importantly, becoming aware of uh, what needs to be done and take it to the actual implementation state, which is use the knowledge going forward. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please forward them to me via email, drspodcastshow at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. So with no further ado, here's the actual podcast. Until next time, take care. Okay, so this podcast has to do with a research study I came across, and it had to do with lower back pain and our sedentary lifestyle. The fact that because of COVID, we're basically a lot of us are working from home and not having the most appropriate work dynamics at home, uh, probably sitting at a kitchen counter or kitchen table, dining room table, uh, getting tired, sitting on a table, on a bed or couch, who knows, using laptops, definitely ergonomics uh, not being uh, ideal for the current situation. And so uh, this research was, I mean, shouldn't come uh, as a surprise to any of you, given that we are human beings, we are meant to be moving, not having a sedentary lifestyle. So every time you go against the design of the body, you're going to get negative results. That's a no-brainer. You don't need to do a double-blind study on that. You don't need to spend millions of dollars to do a research to make up, uh, make a conclusion that makes total sense. So this research that I'm about to share with you uh, comes from Journal of Injury, Function, and Rehab, and the title of the research paper is Lumbar Lumbar Disc Changes Associated with Prolonged Sitting. Lumbar refers to lower back area. Just a little bit of a uh, background before anatomy, I should say, anatomy lesson before I get into the details of this uh, research uh, in your lower back. So what I want you to do is if you're driving or if you're just listening to this, I want you to use your hand, go on your spine and feel the bumps in your spine. So where your rib cage ends, just follow the the curvature of your rib 
follow it all the way to the connection of the rib to your spine. And that's about the place where your lower back or lumbar spine begins. It ends at the connection of your torso to your pelvis, and that's level five, lumbar five or L5. The very first vertebra is referred to as L1 or lumbar spine one. So this research that was done studied the disc height of L5, the junction of the spine ending and connecting to the pelvis area. So what they did was they came up with an MRI study of the L4, L5. So that junction where I, I told you where it gets connected to the pelvis, that's L5, S1. And the segment right above that is L4, L5. So we're talking about the connection to the pelvis and one segment above that. And um, going on and on until you get to L1, L2. So imagine five bricks sitting on top of each other. Uh, the distance between the first one and the second one is L1, L2, L2, L3, L3, L4, L4, L5, L5, S1. That's where the spine ends. So the study was done on two levels, L4, L5, and uh, um, L5, S1. So what they did was... Uh, they did an MRI study of a group at the beginning of the day, and then they re-MRI'd the lumbar spine, the lower back area, at the end of hour four. So after four hours of sitting, they re-MRI'd these individuals. So there was a, a two groups. One group sat for four hours and did their work, the second group got up every 15 minutes and for 20 seconds total, literally less than 30 seconds. So five seconds for five seconds, they moved forward. Five seconds, they moved backward into extension. Five seconds, they moved side to side, which is referred to as lateral flexion. And five seconds, so that's 5, 10, 15, 20. There was no rotation involved. So forward and backward movement and side to side movement of the spine as they were standing up every 15 minutes. And then they re-MRI'd the spine. And what they saw was really interesting because after four hours, the group that actually got up every 15 minutes and did the five seconds in those four directions that I just shared with you actually showed an increase in the disc, disc height at the very bottom of the spine. Four hours, 15 minutes, 20 seconds of five second hold exercises in those four directions. So imagine no one's gonna get up every 15 minutes, let's be real. But imagine the amount of damage 
that the poor spine um, experiences with all the many hours of us sitting, maybe not sitting for four hours straight, but day in, day out, and frankly, unfortunately, from my perspective, from my practice, I see more and more younger people, my average patient age now is not above 40, between 40 to 60. Now it starts in the mid to late 20s and goes up. Majority of my patients are actually in mid to late 20s to early 40s which is so sad. I've been in practice long enough, over two decades, that I can see that my patients are getting younger and younger with the problems I used to see in the geriatrics back in the days where I used to see elderly patients. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I have patients that, you know, their job requires them sitting all day, and then when they're done doing their job, they play video games. We're talking about adults here, not little kids, not high school kids. People who are on their phone and uh, digital devices doing, uh, you know, social media. So imagine what kind of dysfunction happens at this connection of the whole spine to the pelvic area. I'm seeing more and more issues with the pelvic function, not only in movement and in activities like walking or running or you know being playing sports, but things that are internally done. In other words, imagine your pelvis and so touch your back in the pelvis area where your spine gets connected to your pelvis and imagine right in front of that bone. So it's in the deepest parts of your pelvic girdle, the whole sphere or the whole circle that is the circumference of your pelvis. Imagine the inner lining of that area, which is packed with ligaments and <clears throat> muscles. When you have a dysfunction there, it's not like you're going to stretch it. It's not like you can massage it. There, the whole um, uh, specialty of pelvic floor therapists is, is what's needed to get into that area, typically um, from uh, the vagina or from the anus just to access that, that um, area. But essentially, there's not much that can be done. It's kind of like you have a back pain and you go see a massage therapist and think that that's going to um, provide long-term solution. We all know the answer is no, it feels good. It helps, but it's by f not near close to what the right, real answer is. Or imagine you have these same problems and you go to a chiropractor and you get adjusted. Adjustment definitely provides quality uh, end result, but adjustment is not going to be sufficient. Now you go isolate the area 
and you stretch your lower back or you strengthen your lower back, that's not going to work either because your problem is not in isolation. It's the dysfunction that happens in movement. So what I want you to think about is if there is a blueprint for movement in the brain, the fact that you're sitting down all day compromises and modifies that blueprint. Why? Because the blueprint is for the brain to know how to do the movement. Kind of a no-brainer way of following a, a manual without thinking about it. Look at it like that. But if you repeatedly do not use a specific part of your body in whatever movement, or you repeatedly use other parts of your body to get yourself from point A to B, that blueprint gets modified. And that's the beauty of human being. We're very, very adaptable. And this is as a result of our adaptation to a lifestyle and a, and a requirement for, for whatever reason that we're following. It could be that it just, that's a decision you make because you don't want to get up, which is the subject of this um, research. Along with this compression and decrease in disc height that this research showed comes a lot of other issues, neurological as well. You see, between those two levels, there are nerves that go down your legs and go all the way down to the, um, basically down your legs in the back. And some of them, there's sensation, there's sensory um, input and output that <clears throat> goes to the front part of your lower extremities. In addition to that, those nerves also go within your body to the abdominal cavity and innervate certain parts of your lower abdominal cavity areas. So as a result of a decrease in disc height, and the way I want, to I want you to look at it, totally simplifying it, that's not really even a consistency of the area, but imagine you have two bagels with cream cheese in between. The two bagels are your vertebrae and then the... the uh, Cream cheese is your disc height or your disc. So the closer the two bagels get, the less height there is of the cream cheese. So on the two sides of each vertebra, there is a hole where the spinal cord branches off and gives, a, gives out a nerve going to the right, one going to the left. So imagine with the decreased disc height, the integrity of the function of these nerves is compromised. The end result is wherever those nerves go to, they're a fair game. So if they go to your intestine, if they go into the prostate, if they go into ovaries, the uterus, they go to the bladder, all of those are being compromised or are open to be compromised. 
So this study, even though it was done in 2014, it's nothing new. It's taken us as a society many, many years to go from a standing desk, I mean, regular desk to a standing desk. That's become more popular within the last three or four years. Gosh, we're behind. Do not wait for something to, uh, like a research paper to be done now and expect to, uh, for the society to act on it the next day. It takes years. And what happens in a, um, throughout that time is very, very important. It is your health. It is the function of your body that I'm inviting you to pay close attention to. <clears throat> so I found this research to be uh, applicable and pertinent to our uh, recent lifestyle and chose to bring it to your attention and wanted to explain a little bit more beyond just the decrease in disc height, which was the focus of this uh, research study. So with the decrease in disc height, with the decrease in function of a joint, and yes, that is a joint, comes a dysfunction of muscles, tendons, and at least at the beginning, the surrounding or neighboring joints. With it comes you becoming more susceptible and more prone to issues involving nerves. And I guess there's always that medicine you can take. No amount of medication is going to bring the function back into any areas. Like always, if you're my patient, you've heard me say this many, many times. We are the designers and the directors of our own lives. So you ought to design and direct it the way you wish to live it. The best things in life don't come as, a, as an event. It's a process. So it's not a one-time shot. It's not that you can do this now and expect to see a long-term dividend. It's to do it, do the right thing always, and enjoy the ride. I'm grateful for this research. I'm grateful for the opportunity to share it with you through this podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the show if you haven't. Visit my website and also rate this podcast. Until next time, take care.